So, you're welcome back to Youth and Loud. This is Jonathan here, and I'm joined in the studio by Shane, also known as Johnny Brixton. Hello. So, Shane, we know you're a filmmaker, and we know you work in the mental health, health industry, so it's a huge pleasure for us to have you on the show. So, firstly, how are you doing today, Shane? I'm pretty good, and it's a pleasure to be here. Thank you for inviting me. But I'm, yeah, pretty good, pretty good. So, I've told my listeners you're a filmmaker and you're an all-around creative professional uh, and you've also done you, uh, work with uh, mental illness. Would you like to fill our listeners in on some of the work you've done? Yeah, cool. Um, yeah, so I'm a filmmaker and photographer and yeah, do a bit of writing on the side and, and basically what I do for a career is I'm a youth development worker. Um, at a, a, it's basically a education first youth foyer in Broadmeadows. So I basically work with youth that are placed in disadvantaged situations and yeah, it's really cool. Sweet. So what inspires you to do the work that you do? Um, well, basically when I was younger, I was put in, uh, well, I grew up in a pretty rough situation, um, and due to a, I guess, family, a bit of a family breakdown um, and a whole lot of other things, which I guess we'll get into a little bit later. Um, yeah, so that's basically what inspired me to get into youth work. Sorry, I'm a little bit nervous at the moment, so I, I'm just hoping that I answer the questions all right. So you'd say that <laughs> your own experiences with yep. um, the mental health uh, situation in your family yep. and within yourself is what motivates you and inspires you? Yeah, definitely. So uh, both of my parents uh, suffer from mental health issues, so um, namely depression, a uh, little bit of anxiety, I believe. I don't think that's diagnosed, but definitely depression. Um, so, and that unfortunately, well, fortunately, unfortunately and fortunately sort of passed down to me, but I say fortunately because I guess you learn a lot from your experiences and I think uh, it gives you an opportunity to grow as a person. So I guess every little win is a big win, you know, um, and I think a lot of people that have uh, depression or anxiety can sort of really relate to that. Hmm. So I'd like to talk about some of your work. Yeah, you sure. made a film called The Bleakness. Yeah. Uh, what brought you to creating it and what is it about basically i'm saying basically a lot all right um <laughs> so i i was making a few films uh, prior i got into filmmaking a few years prior and uh i put together a series called uh i'm just trying to think what it was what my series was called it was a little while back but it was a series of it was a series of films um and it was based on sort of uh, inner truths, that's what it was called. So based on getting people's inner truths and um, getting them to express themselves, and I guess the ideology behind it was um, tell me what you wouldn't tell your best friend. Um, so uh, wow. it, we kind of got into some really deep, deep situations. And, yeah, after doing a few of those, um, I decided to do one with my friend Matt Barker. So shout out to Matty. Um, he has been suffering depression for a pretty big portion of his life and he agreed to do a film with me which was an absolute honor because it was uh, i think quite 
courageous of him to be so candid about such a uh, pressing personal issue. Um, and I guess he represents people that were that are quite closed up about it, so quite hard to you know, speak about it. So it was a really, really cool thing for him to do. Um, and it was a cool thing for me to experience that he could sort of have the opportunity to be really candid about something that uh, he hasn't been able to before. So that was really cool. And it was a really cool experience. And um, it was really humbling and quite emotional for me because he's a really close friend of mine. And yeah, so we had some pretty emotional moments, which was which was kind of cool and brought us closer together. So, yeah, it was a really good experience. How much confidence did you need to have to say, tell me what you wouldn't tell your best friend? Um, I think I think a lot of my friends know me as, uh, you know, I kind of say it how it is a little bit, <laughs> I guess. And um, I think uh, I've been a confident in a lot of people. So a lot of my friends... Uh, you know, come to me for advice and I'm not trying to blow my own horn here or anything, but um, it's a, I guess it's a reality. And yeah, so I guess that I think that I've built an, uh, I guess, a, I guess an element of trust. And um, one of the big things, I guess, uh, when I create a film is I don't get anybody to sign any waivers or anything like that. So uh, if I complete the film and they decide that they don't want it released, then it doesn't get released. So I think that helps people sort of be a bit more candid about what they're what they're going to say and what they're not going to say so yeah so it's yeah it's cool so in your latest film the bleakness you have an opening quote that says some of the greatest battles are fought within the silent chambers of your soul what do you mean by this um i think i it was a quote that really sort of resonated with me it's not my own quote um I can't even remember whose quote it was. I, I, it's noted at the start of the film, so if you have a look at the start of the film, you'll see who, what quote, uh, who said the quote originally. But um, it was something that really resonated with me um, because I guess with depression, anxiety, it's quite. Uh, there's a lot of organisations that obviously speak about um, mental illness or mental health, should I say, uh, quite a lot. And yeah, I guess it's something that. Oh, I'm just trying to think. I just had a mind blank. Sorry. I just had the worst mind blank ever. Um, <laughs> oh, it's okay. Yeah. Sometimes knowing men, uh, mental health is about... Sometimes knowing about how to help yourself with your mental health is just learning to forgive yourself. So Yeah, that's just it. Just forgive yeah. yourself for the mind blank. Yeah, I know. So that's the thing. Like I was saying to you earlier that I've had anxiety all day and um, I'm coming on a radio show to talk about anxiety, about my personal anxiety. So it was pretty... That's... Yeah. Well, give yourself a pat on the back for getting this far. Yeah, cool. Thanks. We're just going <laughs> to... Yeah, so, cool. you've faced a lot of battles with depression and anxiety. Yeah. So, what are some examples that you have faced? Um, I guess I was diagnosed with depression when I was quite... Well, uh, yeah, I was quite young when I was diagnosed with depression. Anxiety, uh, the diagnosis was probably later in life, but I think I definitely had it when I was younger. But a diagnosis was probably only oh, six or seven years ago. Um, so I guess the battles of, of anxiety were probably a lot worse, um, I'd say, uh, just because I think uh, having depression for so long, I was really comfortable with it. Well, not comfortable, like, but I mean, you know, I was very used to it. Um, 
But I guess with anxiety, uh, it was something that really, really rocked me because it, it started with a panic attack and then turned into panic disorder, um, which led to me having eight to ten panic attacks a day. So uh, I'm a lecturer by trade and um, outside of doing youth work and, and creative endeavours, but... Um, yeah, it's quite hard to stand up in front of people when you're having a panic attack, and that's definitely happened quite a few times. Um, but I guess with depression, um, the battles have been that I have more catatonic depression, which is um, falling into pretty severe depressive states. Um, so going from, you know, zero to 100 very quickly. So well, I guess uh, the best way to say that is going from okay to suicidal um, quite quickly, which um, is really not that cool. But I guess it's a real weird thing to be comfortable with something like that. But I, but I have a level of comfort because I guess it's more suicidal ideation. So rather than... Uh, actuality. Yeah, actuality mm. and making plans and things like that. So, um, But yeah, it's definitely really, really tough to live day to day. But I think that you can learn a lot from it and you can grow a lot from it. So at Youth and Loud, we're really keen on talking about strategies and how we deal with managing our own thoughts and mental health. So how do you overcome your depression and anxiety and what strategies have you put in place? Um, I guess when I'm going through it, it's it's sort of a a pattern of going through it, which which can be quite hard. But I think everybody's depression, especially... Especially depression is probably quite different. Um, But I guess coping mechanisms for me is what I do when I'm around those episodes. So I can have an episode where I mentioning before, I can have an episode which will last six hours of staring at a wall for six hours and not realising that six hours has gone by. Um, That's representative of depression. Anxiety is quite very physical. So it's really, really physical feelings like chest going tight, cold sweats, um, you know, having trouble breathing um, and a sense of panic, like Mm. a real, real sense of panic. But I think the best things that, you know, that I could suggest is um, for to follow your passions, I guess. So and not things that you're just good at. Um, but more your passion. So things that you're really, really passionate about, um, sort of, I guess, burning desires, if you will. So, Mm -hmm. you know, the things that you really, really want to do. Um, I think people get wrapped up in, you know, whether it be study, if it's not favourable study, obviously, if it's favourable, you'd be into it, But or work, um, and not sort of having that time to themselves to focus on on passions, um, which I think can lead to a lot of mental health issues. I wouldn't say, you know, all mental health issues are led by this, but um, I think it plays a significant part in it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I find that speaking to people that have mental health issues, it's, uh, you know, whenever they start to dive into their passions, it's usually when they have some kind of release. Um you know, whether it be with me, it's more creative endeavours. Um, other people, it could be sport. Um, you know, other people could be working in a field that they want to work in. But I think it's different for everyone. But I guess what I do is try to focus a lot on my art, which is photography and film, um, which is the bane of my existence at the same time. But um, I think that's probably one of the biggest things that I focus on. So, yeah. Yeah. 
Uh, I have to admit, one of the coping strategies that I use as well when I'm feeling down is also self-expression. And yeah, I imagine true. that must be a huge thing for you. Yeah. Is it not just expressing uh, your pain, but also expressing who you are and reminding mm. who you are through your creative work. Yeah. Have you found that because of your creative process, you've understood yourself better? A lot. Yeah, definitely. Um, I find the more that I explore myself as an artist, the more I, I find out who I am, I guess. Um, I guess having an upbringing such as mine, um, there's definitely a massive identity crisis. Um, I grew up, you know, getting into trouble quite a lot and getting involved in gangs and, um, you know, that was, you know, a big portion of, of my life and a lot of people that I grew up with. And, yeah, you, I guess you, you kind of um, can get led astray. Well, I, I definitely was led astray for for quite a while. Um, yeah, so I think, hang on, what was the question again? I just completely led off into some story. Oh, no, it was... It was about how your creativity... Yeah, right. Okay. Yeah, sorry. (laughs) Um, Yeah, basically, I think um, with my creativity and my expression, it it sort of allows me to, um, I I guess, express a big portion of myself that I held within for a, a long time, so... Um, I worked a lot in the music industry and a lot of in that different jobs, but I didn't express my own creative passions at all and I didn't really dive into them. Um, and having the upbringing and, like I, I said, being led astray and then going into what you'd sort of call a, um, you know, a life of, you know, the, the straight life, the, you know, the nine to five life and going into that, um, it was quite a... I guess it was quite a shock to me and I think that that probably caused a lot of depression and anxiety. So I think I draw from all of those experiences with my art Um, and I think I'm quite candid about my mental health with my art as well, um, which is really, really important to me because it's who I am and and I'm proud of it. I'm not, you know, I'm not sort of hiding behind anything anymore and I think that that's the kind of social stigma behind mental health that a lot of people hide behind because, um, you know, it's not really accepted. Mm. Um, you know, it's accepted, but it's not, you know, like you, you can't tell your boss I'm depressed today because I can't go to work, but you can say that I have the flu, but anyone with depression knows that you'd rather have the flu 10 times over than have depression. Mm. Um, but it's not a real, it's not really a valid excuse, you know? And I think that's not really good enough. That's a really, really strong point, mm. especially when we literally call uh, mental health problems mental illnesses mm. and we call the flu an illness. Why have the double standard, I suppose? Yeah, without a doubt. Anyway, if you could leave our listeners with one piece of advice about gaining or maintaining a healthy state of mind, what would it be? Um, like I was saying before, I'd probably say follow your, your passions. I think that there's definitely, there's definitely a lot of services out there. Um, I think, um, you know, finding a good psychologist or psychiatrist, depending on what, what it, what it could be. Um, but I think you've got a couple assistance with following something that you really want to do. I think you've really got to do that rather than having a lot of people around you sort of telling you what to do, which, Mm. you know, don't get me wrong, it can be very good advice, but I think it's really important to focus on 
on your your inner talents and I guess that's a big part of what I do in my job so um as a youth development worker we work um on what's called the open talent approach um and basically the whole idea of the open talent approach is to focus on your inner passions so you know not always just things that you're good at but more the things that you're really passionate about um, because I guess the ultimate belief is if you get really good at that, then you'll probably be pretty successful at life. Um, you know, some, a lot of people would argue that, but I'd, I'd probably say to the contrary because I've seen, you know, so many examples of people following their passions and actually becoming happier people. That's um, really inspiring. Yeah, I think it's, real, it's really cool. And don't get me wrong, I, don't, I wouldn't say that this solves every you know, every mental health issue. Um, but I definitely think it plays a massive part in, you know, just igniting something within people. Definitely. Oh, well, thank you so much for your time. I really wish I had more time to interview you, but no, unfortunately thank you for having 